Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The trucking company at the center of a major overpass strike along Highway 99 and Delta just after Christmas last year is taking the province to court, claiming that being suspended from operating is making it lose million, millions of dollars uh, in business. Chahan Freight Forwarders uh, filed a lawsuit at the BC Supreme Court uh, asking for the Ministry of Transportation to overturn the suspension of the company's safety certificate, which of course halted its entire fleet. Now the company filed a petition seeking to challenge that suspension on the basis that they didn't believe it is necessary. It necessarily ensures road safety. Now, Johan Freight Forders did say that the driver involved in the in the December crash failed to follow instructions of the company's safety manager when he realized his load was overheight. The driver, get this, instead called some friends who were not associated with the company, who told him it would be fine to proceed according to court documents. Now, Premier David Eby uh, was asked about uh, the court case today or the court action. Here's his response. British Columbians, uh, especially in the Lower Mainland, have been uh, astonished and frustrated by the number of overpass strikes. This is where a truck hits a bridge or an overpass on a highway, and one of the worst offenders has been this company, uh, Shohan, uh, and I understand they have hit six overpasses. The uh, astonishing part uh, is that the company thinks that they should be still able to operate, and they're going to court uh, to challenge uh, our prohibition on their operating until they figure out how high bridges are and how high their trucks are. My only hope is that on the way to court, they don't run into a bridge. Uh, I encourage them to take the bus or some other form of public transit on the way to the courthouse. Gotta admit, that was kind of funny. Good for the Premier on that one. All right, join me now uh, to talk about this issue. And it's not a funny uh, funny issue, but it was that, that comment that caught me uh, for a Premier EV there. Uh, Dave Earl is president and CEO of the BC Trucking Association. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jazz. How are you? Good. I'm glad the Premier's got a bit of a sense of humour there. Uh, but it is a serious issue. As the Premier said there, uh, that this particular company... Uh, has hit bridges or overpasses six times since 2021. Four of those strikes uh, were in 2022. Uh, Alone, your your thoughts here. Um, most people don't expect companies like to, like this that are accused of something uh, so serious to to go to court. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I think the premier's comments, Jazz, are you know reflective of the frustration that our members feel and everybody feels. But uh, one of the things that you know we always have to be mindful of is that companies. Um, you know, do have the ability to explain their actions, if you will. When you look at the ministry's webpage, it's pretty clear that this, this uh, particular company had previous interactions or previous hits uh, and had their operating certificate suspended before for a period of time. Um, so, you know, clearly something happened and uh, they, they were able to show that they were going to be able to operate safely. And then we had this other incident happen. Um, I'm not privy you know, to the ministry's investigation, and we'll have to wait to, to see what those findings are. Um, you know, and if the company doesn't want to wait or believes they've been dealt with inappropriately, 
like anybody in Canada, they have the right to pursue litigation, and they are. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I got to ask you one thing. I mean, according to its own uh, uh, sort of in in the documents, in the court documents, they do say that look, the driver didn't follow company guidelines. Uh, instead, end up calling some friends. I'm going to assume they're f- uh, fellow truck drivers who said that uh, it was fine to proceed. I mean, that is a bit. I'm a bit gobsmacked at even that uh, when he's when somebody tells you it's not, it's not safe in your company, you end up calling some friends saying it's okay. Uh, how common is something like that in your mind? Hi, uh, Jazz. That's bizarre. Like I, I, to say it's uncommon. I'm I'm like you, gobsmacked, stunned, shaking my head. Like, what are you thinking? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I can't even imagine. I mean, at this point it, it's, you know, it's information that's contained in a, in a court file and it'll get tested by, uh, by a judge at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but really I'm stunned. Like I, I have never heard that. I mean, I don't know about you, uh, but when I have a question at work about to do something or not do something, I don't call a buddy. Yeah. Um, you know that's just bizarre. And this look, this will be tested in court, uh, and the conversation will occur there, uh, uh, and that's fine. But when I also uh, read that, just in, just that comment alone, I think back to what our listeners uh, have been saying, and they're like, "This is all driver specific. You can have all the safety regulations you want, but it comes down to drivers." And one could argue with what our listeners have been saying. This sort of points to mm-hmm. once again. It's a driver issue, and it may not necessarily be even a company company safety mm-hmm. regulations or not, just the driver mm-hmm. not doing what was required. Oh, it, Jazz, it could be. Like, I mean, let's be crystal clear. We all are people who make our own decisions. Whether or not I, I think it's bizarre or not, maybe this is how that driver operated. Um, you know, I, I have no idea. I said, we'll figure that out, but it speaks again to that larger issue. You know, what are we doing about it? And we're doing a lot. I mean, since we last spoke, and we've been working closely with the ministry and ICBC, and there's a whole bunch of initiatives and processes, outreach programs and education and increased enforcement, evaluations of training. All of this stuff is ongoing, and we'll be happy to report out as soon as we get a bit more of a cohesive framework around it. But there's a lot of work going to get at that very issue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of points along the line. Um, you know, where things have happened. It begins with the customer and ends with the with the driver. Yeah. And, you know, we need to get better at it. Now, the, the lawyers for the Chohan group says that the group, Chohan Group Limited, has a family connection with the company in BC, but they're separate legal entities. You and I talked, uh, um, we talked about this. Sometimes there may be one overarching or parent company, but they have mm-hmm. different legal entities in different provinces. And if you mm-hmm. sh- if you ban one in, in one province, doesn't mean the other one can't be running or vice versa. Um, is this still, you touched on this a little bit. I mean, is this something that's still going to have to be dealt with by the federal government in regards to, you know, I know we banned one arm of your company, but the other six are still running. Uh, do we need a national conversation about maybe all six of them should be suspended temporarily? Well, that, that conversation is live and underway. Um, Minister Fleming wrote to his uh, his federal his other provincial and federal counterpart um, about three weeks ago, almost a month ago now, and we've stepped in as much as we can in supporting it, as is our federal entity uh, within the industry, saying we have to do better. Um, can we get to completely where we would like to be? Um, I don't know. That's a question for constitutional lawyers, but I know we could do better. Mm-hmm. And that's what this minister and, and we are very much focused on, is uh, is making sure that we, we have a better conversation and better tools to address this. 
Uh, I know it, it had to get to this point, but do you think we're, we're going to turn the corner on this uh, this year in 2024 just because of it's so high profile? The mm-hmm. penalties are, are a lot higher. The uh, attention is significant uh, from whether the media mm-hmm. or the public or from elected officials. Do you think we'll turn the corner in 2024 on this issue? Man, Jazz, I hope so. I, I really do. You know, we're going to work really, really hard to make sure that we do. And I know we've got a lot of partners that are trying to do it as well. Um, you know, industry itself is really trying to take strides. And what it comes down to is we're going to have to find uh, the individuals, be they, you know, behind the wheel or, or sitting behind a desk, um, who aren't taking this seriously enough. You know, wherever they are, it's a matter of, uh, you know, making sure that we get their attention and they start giving us the, uh, the attention it deserves. Dave, as always, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me.